Hey, hey, my friend, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you are here. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. My conversation with Lauren was so, so full and passionate and exciting, and you are going to learn so much. Lauren is a licensed professional counselor. She's a speaker and a podcast host, and her jam is burnout, supporting people really recover from burnout. And she had so many incredible nuggets, incredible nuggets and insights. You are going to absolutely love this episode. We touch on self-compassion. We touch on allowing rest and how to grow our self-love and being kind to ourselves and specifically talk about burnout during the holidays. So this is a perfect week. I know this is coming out to you the week of Thanksgiving and I hope that you find it so helpful and that it even encourages you and supports you as you move in to the rest of the holiday season. And before we dive into this episode, I wanted to just remind you that the second round of Bloom starts November 28th. So if you have been wondering if this is for you, this is a six-week group coaching program that is specifically centering around helping you feel more confident. This specific round of bloom is going to really be honing in on people-pleasing patterns and really starting to heal those belief patterns, those behavior patterns. And so if you're in a place where you are wanting to grow your confidence, you want to start showing up in your life, feeling like you are being authentically you, you are being unapologetically you, you feel like you aren't being driven and guided by these people-pleasing tendencies, but instead you are being guided by your true authentic self and by the life that you want to create, how you want to show up, who you want to be, right? If that is you, this is for you, my friend. There's going to be incredible journal prompts and practices and tools because I know so many of you really want to be building up that toolkit of daily practices, weekly practices of ways to really be connecting with yourself, feeling more present, really feeling connected to yourself and your life in the moment. And so that's a really huge part of this are the tools that I'm going to be sharing with you um, related to journaling, affirmations, meditations, things like that. And alongside receiving coaching, having community accountability, and especially I'm so excited to do all of this with you through the holidays. I think it's going to be really powerful. And we're only going to have a couple of Zoom calls. The other trainings, all of the other support is going to be in this incredible group chat where we can send audio messages and text. And it's just going to be an incredible, incredible space for support for growth, for learning, and for stepping into that, stepping into that confident next version, that next level, that next level of confidence for you. So if that's speaking to you, my friend, I would love for you to go check it out, learn more, link is below. As always, feel free to ask me any questions. You know, you can DM me or feel free to email me if you have any questions. I want to make sure it's a right fit for you. I would never want to have you invest financially or time-wise or mentally in anything that doesn't feel like a great fit for you in whatever season you're in. So ask away, feel free to reach out and ask me any questions. And if it is for you, if this is speaking to you, 
Link is below. You can go save your spot there as well. Okay. I hope you enjoy this episode with Lauren. Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the free and well podcast. Are you ready to start showing up authentically in your life? Feeling so confident in who you are. Are you ready to stop second guessing yourself, comparing yourself and wasting your precious time procrastinating and scrolling on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I am on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools and simple steps to help you start being kinder to yourself, feeling more confident, creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and setting healthy boundaries, i.e. not saying yes to all the things. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and comparison. Your most authentic, confident self is waiting. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It is your time, my friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. All right, my lovely friends, I cannot express to you how excited I am to be here with Lauren today. Lauren, thanks so much for joining me on this Saturday morning. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So excited. Okay. Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Okay. Well, there's me and then there's what I do. So me, I am a 30 something Bravoholic that this sounds so basic, but whatever I am, what I am like, I just own it now. I'm in my basicness. I love me a fall latte. I, I live for my Costco trips. So like that, that is me in a nutshell, like yoga pant. I'm now a soccer mom. It is what it is. 22 year old Lauren would be so weirded out, but whatever, (laughs) we're good with that. And then what I do, I'm a licensed therapist. And then I'm also a speaker that works with, I say overthinkers and overdoers, but just perfectionistic people that tend to be doing the most are tired, fatigued, people pleasing, um, and all the lovely mental health things that can come with that. So amazing. Okay. And on that note, tell me one of my favorite questions to ask people, what is your specific favorite go-to coffee beverage lately? I have two. So like the, the standby all the time will be an oat milk latte with hazelnut, like hazelnut oat milk latte, just across the board. Can't disappoint when it's fall and at Starbucks, you get an iced chai with pumpkin cold foam on top and it's delicious. I have not tried that yet. So I lately have been getting an ice shaken espresso with oat milk and then with pumpkin cream cold foam. Oh, I didn't think about that. And I love a good chai, especially a dirty chai. I'm going to have to get that with the cold. I think I might do that after this, honestly. Yes. And I might get the espresso one. So we're good. Love <laughs> it. Amazing. Okay. And then tell me where is one of your favorite places to spend time or to be? So there's like a few that have come to mind, but so we have this sectional and here's the thing. Therapists are in therapy and the therapy that I 
do not as a clinician, but as a client, I do EMDR and you know how you have like your safe space. So my, I call it the cozy corner and it's the corner spot on the sectional in my living room. And I just like bundle up and I like turn on just like some ridiculous cult show. And like, that's, that's like heaven for me. <laughs> Love that. Love that so much. A cozy corner. That sounds so good. I feel like I want my fall to be just fall and winter, just to be described as that, just like the vibe of a cozy corner. That sounds so good. Just like cardigans every day. Like, don't bother me with like having to run around town. Like, I just want to like hunker down. Yes. Yeah. All the soup. Yes. All the pajamas. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Love it. Amazing. And then tell me, what is one of your absolute favorite, like a nugget, a quote, something related to this topic that we're going to explore today? Well, this is like what I feel like is the game changer when it comes to thinking about burnout is like recognizing that it's a bandwidth issue and not just like a negative attitude that like you can be burned out from positive things. So like that's like that nugget to like expand. That's so good. Right. Cause I think, yeah, a lot of people are like, well, how can I make it better? Or what can I do to fix this? And it's like, it's actually not about you and your thinking. It's like, mm-hmm. that could just be a bandwidth problem. Yeah. And it could just be a season. Like, and I, I'm, I'm in the South from the South, live in the South. And we love to abuse gratitude like across the board. So if somebody's like burned out because they opened their practice or they just had a kid or they like, they are, um, got into school, you know, all of those things that we like deem positive, but then they're really tired, really exhausted, really stressed, miserable. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just not grateful. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, absolutely not. Like you can be grateful and miserable simultaneously because a lot of life is hard. A lot of these things that we want are hard. I love that so much. I think what you just said, giving yourself that permission of you can be so grateful and also so tired that just because, right. And I think a lot of people struggle with this of like, well, if I'm saying that I'm tired or need a break, I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of if I'm tired or if I can't right, like any type of like challenging emotion around it, then that means that I'm not grateful or then that means, right. But we can hold those together. Yes. Yeah. When like it, it, okay. And a lot of times burnout is going to be a result of something bad majority of the time, you know, especially if we just feel drained and we're pouring into things that don't give back to us that totally makes sense. And that's like where, okay, you can evaluate things as like not great, especially if we think about professional world. Like if you are going above and beyond at a job and they are hitting record numbers and not giving you a raise, absolutely that burnout is from like being undervalued, unappreciated, a lot of not great stuff. But if you're killing it and you're being like compensated well, you know, in that whole golden handcuffs situation, like you can be burned out from that too, because it, it takes a lot of energy to do what you do on either end. Yeah. So with that, tell me, how do you define burnout? So going back to that thing of like burnout's a bandwidth issue and there is the technical definition, right? Of like exhaustion, feelings of hopelessness, hopelessness, feeling fatigue. There's all of that. But to me, it's that idea of 
energy distribution, like is what you're putting out matching what you're getting back? Or are you doing things that, that can pour back into you to balance? It's just, I hate the word balance because I feel like it's overused, but it's like the idea of like intention. Like, are you living intentionally and can you gain like context for where you're putting your energy in life? And a lot of times, like when we're burned out, it's because we've lost sight as to like what we're doing and why. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Tell me more about that. That sometimes burnout can be created by not knowing or how you just worded it perfectly. Um, it's like, it's because we, we don't know our intention, like what we're doing and why Mm. I think that's what I said. Yes. ADHD brain, but I'm sure if it sounded good, I'll take it. Um, but it's like that idea of, so a few years ago, I, there's this modality of therapy. I love, I still practice it. And I really worked my butt off to get into like a, it's like a advanced training, like a scholars program. And I was in it and I loved the education I was getting. So aspects of it were pouring back in, but every time I like had to do something for it, like I just had this dread. I had this, like, I just don't want to do this. And I had to like, take a step back. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, is this even in line with like what I want? Cause it's, it was an investment of time, money, energy, all of that. And I recognized that I was doing this because I feel like I had to, or since I was like a, a clinician trained in this to be the top trained clinician in my area, like I need this thing. And it wasn't, it, it was no longer values driven. And so like that idea of like something good draining me, it's because it wasn't, um, it wasn't a values match anymore. That is so powerful. And I think so many people who are listening are going to resonate with that idea because I think that happens to us so much where maybe something starts out as feeling like, yes, this is for me. This is really aligned with who I want to be with where I want to go. And then at some point it kind of isn't anymore. And then we just feel like, well, I should do that. And I think that you made that connection that when we are doing things from a space of, I should do this Mm -hmm. versus a space of this actually really matters to me and to where I'm heading, Yes, that that can create burnout. It's like doing those shifts. It's like the junk drawer, right? Like you have, you keep all this stuff and you don't know why you're like, but maybe one day I'll want this. But like, if, and we, we look at that with like what we're doing, like, what are we collecting and like our emotional junk drawer? Yeah. You might use it one day, but you won't. And, and I actually did this a few weeks ago. This is like, not to, this is not like to be morbid. My grandmother died. And when I came back from the funeral, I pulled out everything for my pantry and I like rearranged my pantry. I just needed something to feel in order Um, and we, I tossed out so much stuff. One, it was expired, but two, like we weren't, we weren't using it. And along with that, we reorganized things. And so maybe like when we think about burnout, sometimes it is what we're doing. And then sometimes it can be like how it's showing up or how it's arranged in our lives. So like with, um, like, let's say you're wanting to do like a rec sport, like you're on a kickball team, maybe kickball isn't the issue, but the day or time that you're doing it, or maybe yeah. it's like the team, or maybe, um, 
what you're really wanting to do is run more. So then, you know, it's like, it's just the idea of like refining. A lot of times we just need to refine what we're doing because we're on autopilot or we're doing what we should be, or, well, I started this, so I need to see it through. Yeah. That's just so powerful. That idea of like, am I holding on to like practices or things that I'm doing with my time or Mm -hmm. right. That really aren't serving me anymore. And that could be leading to my burnout. Or is it like where those things are fitting into my life and how they're fitting into my life that could be leading to that. That's so good to think about. Yeah. Because like there's so much shame that comes with burnout and sometimes we can't prevent it. Like, I think that's like a big thing. I I do use the terms burnout repair. I do use the terms like burnout prevention, because I do think that you can repair and try to prevent, but really it's a mindset of management because there are some seasons of life, like where you can't stop, like life is going to life. And like, we will be like getting through certain seasons of life, like barely like just dragon and like that it's not a character deficit, you know, it's just, sometimes we don't have the, the ability to like zoom out and see like, how can we refine or make it work a little bit better? Yeah. And I love that permission and just that reminder that there are going to be some seasons. So maybe asking yourself, is this a season where I can shift things, right? Mm -hmm. Where I can let go of things, move things around to support my emotional health, my mental health, my physical health, or is this just a very full season? And what can I do with that? That would feel helpful. Right. Exactly. And I also don't want to under, like, I don't want to forget because sometimes I do forget this because I'm so big on helping, like focusing on the self work through it that I forget that we're, especially like in U S culture, we are in a system that like we're burnout's a badge of honor but we're also in a system that doesn't want to, that doesn't believe that like burnout should be prevented. Like we're in a more is more type of society. You know, people call that capitalism. People call that like white supremacy, all of that stuff. I don't disagree. And I believe that the systems that we have in this world, like aren't great. And if we're wanting to dismantle some of that, or if we're wanting to fight those big, powerful things, we have to make sure we have the energy to do it. Yeah. That's, that's my belief. And sometimes we're in seasons like where we just need to survive. Yeah. 100%. Tell me. So on that note, I love that you address that, that we're part of these bigger systems and right. That are definitely create that and, you know, encourage all of these things. Tell me if we were to think about either, well, let's, let's maybe think about like prevention wise related to these bigger systems or the hustle culture or Mm -hmm. right. Like all of these things, what are some things that you feel we can do with that? I mean, when it comes to the system itself, I'm still educating my, like, I'm still trying to learn a lot and really see where things show up, especially like in the arena of self-help and, where really it needs to be more community-based, like that's been a a game changer for me. You know, this idea of like mutual aid, like just giving to other people or receiving from other people without question, without being second guessed or having to earn that support. So like when I think about how do we work 
how do we address a system? It's by creating our own systems within ourselves, but also looking for community and recognizing um, just, it's also changing like how we show up in certain spaces. Like I think about those with like a super corporate job, like where they're just kind of like clocking in and clocking out and they, they know that if they play the game, they're not gonna, there's a ceiling and they're at it. Instead of trying to be a square peg in a circle hole, like where can you go find other places that you fit? Um, and so I don't know if that really goes into it. I mean, yeah. of course, there are things like community engagement. There are things like having conversations. Like I have been schooling my like boomer parents on why my I'm a millennial and my brother's like Gen Z, like why we are doing things this way. Because like the bill of goods that they were promised, they got. We did not. We did not at all. And so we're, we're kind of mad about it and we're trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, so I think like there, there's that, there's having the conversations. There's if you are in a company or in a space like where they can support those conversations, like absolutely. Like to me, it's more, what can you do within your bubble? Please vote. Like literally in Tennessee, we are having um, an amendment like this in the midterms about like right to work and like right to hire, right to fire. Basically they don't want anybody to unionize. And so it's like, can we like, can we work on this? You know, or it's like gatekeeping, you know, like let's stop gatekeeping how much we make. Like it, it's that idea. I don't, does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah. Okay. No, 100%. It, yes. I, and I'm like totally to out myself. Like sometimes I get a little bit because of my privilege, like it is going to be filtered through that lens that I'm still undoing. Yes. And I do think that there's something that can be learned from that because we are existing in the spaces and we have the privilege to begin those, those changes that other people have been screaming that we need to be having, yes. you know? Yes. 100%. Thank you for answering that yeah. so well. Yeah. Tell me if we were to think about so a little bit more on maybe a micro, and I love you talking about the community and how important that is, especially in the self-help world. I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about enough, right? Of like really zooming out onto more of that like community level um, or even that systemic level that you acknowledged as well. So if we were to think about like protecting ourselves or just what, what we can do if we're noticing, okay. I am feeling really burnt out. I'm feeling really tired. And I feel like I, I do have some things that I probably could shift mm -hmm. um, in my life. Where do you feel like would be some good places to start that? The first place, like there's the big things and the little things to like where I suggest people start is primarily like, what do you do with the time you're not at the office? You know, are you, and I'm not saying like you replace, sometimes we just need to check out. So it's not like, you know how there's that trend on TikTok of like my five to nine, or it's like from 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah, I mean, in a way I am saying like, what are you doing there? But this also goes into like, burnout isn't just about work. So it's like, I, I say like, you gotta take a really holistic inventory and see like, what is tapping me out where? you know, is it family? Is it this? Is it that? 
and noticing like, where can you pull back like 20%? So it's like the idea of scaling. So with family, with the, um, you know, when holidays or certain family things come around, Hey, I can, I can make it to this. I can't make it to that. And having those hard conversations or, um, recognizing, like I had to tell, uh, my husband, I'm like, I love our neighborhood, but we're spending every weekend because it, my kid plays with, it's basically like free babysitting, but we're all hanging out. I was like, we, I need a night of just us, you know? So again, it's taking what we're doing and where can we pull back 20%. So instead of being like, we're not hanging out with the neighbors ever, or I need to suck it up. It's like, I need a night that's just us family, or I'm not going to ditch all of, you know, Thanksgiving, but I'm not going to stay through the whole weekend. Like I'm going to leave Friday night. Um, that's it's those little shifts. I love that. And I love that you brought up the holidays and I'm wondering what would you say to the woman who is like, yeah, I would love to tell my family that I am only going to be there for a couple of days. And then I'm actually going to take a couple of days to just be at home by myself and watch Hallmark movies and right. Like all of those things. And, but she's already feeling guilty and she's already imagining like that her family is going to feel really upset and try to guilt her into it. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts on that. Well, she's hundred percent right. That is going to happen. And this is not, this is not to sound harsh, but it's the idea of choosing your heart. And this goes to um, the therapies called acceptance and commitment therapy, right? So there's choice point, what's towards your values, what's away from your values. It will suck to be guilted when you go, like when you get in that car on Friday night, you are probably going to feel like you need to poop your pants the whole time. Like, cause it's just going to wreck your nervous system. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to feel fun. In fact, when you spend the weekend to yourself, it's going to be a battle and that effort is changing how you operate. So even if you go and like, let's say your, your internet went out, so you can't stream the Hallmark movies or you get back to the house and you have, you know, um, like it rains and you have a leak and all this stuff happens. The act was you setting a boundary with your family. So that effort, like you have to choose your heart and the effort does so much more work than you recognize outside of the outcome. So powerful to acknowledge. Cause I can imagine, and I know this is definitely something that I felt before and I've heard from other people, right. Of like, well, I want to create more space and I'd like to not do that and protect myself from burnout. I think something that comes up a lot that I've heard from people in my community space is wanting to be super helpful and wanting to say yes to everything and want it right. And so I think like, even just if we spend a couple more minutes on this space of for the people who want to do this so badly, right. But they're like, I need to be super helpful. I need to be there to help with everything. And I can't say no. Right. Like at the same time we're, and I like everything I'm saying, like, just so y'all know, full blown hypocrite full-blown hypocrite like as Lisa Renna on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills would say I'm a work in progress I don't like her right now she's not I'm not a fan but she is a work in progress you know that idea of wanting to be helpful like 
is it helpful if you are resentful the whole time? Like, is it really helpful? And, and this is something I had to learn. I'm shaping everybody to have an unreasonable expectation of me. Mm. Like me, it's, I, I had this thing I have, like, I was answering text messages, like, boom, 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 like so quick that I would like, it would be uncomfortable for me to leave a text message undone, like unread for like a while. And I'm like, that is an unreasonable expectation to think that I am available to, that I'm accessible 24 seven. But like, I, I did that, you know, and that's the thing of like, I like to be helpful, but what does that even mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of people can move into this space of, instead of asking the question of like, is it actually helpful if I'm resentful and bitter and upset the whole time? More so it's like, well, I just shouldn't be upset about it, right? This is a me problem. I shouldn't be upset. I should be okay with giving so much, but I love everything that you're saying because it's like, no, this is not, right? This isn't about like shaming yourself into why you feel that way. You feel that way. You, right? Like you have a capacity, you have a bandwidth, you are human and acknowledging what your capacity is. Mm -hmm. And then asking that question of like, okay, if I show up in this space, am I going to be resentful and bitter? And is that genuinely helpful? Like if my family knew that I was showing up resentful and bitter, would they want me to do that? And some would probably say yes, but, (laughs) but some would say no. Right. I mean, here's the thing, like some would say yes, because they can't imagine it being any other way. Mm. So like, I get that. I get that. Like it's, it's a lot of times it's more comfortable to do what we've always done than to change. Because if we have, if we only have so much effort, but then it takes more effort to do something new. Yes. Like, why would we do that? If I'm already burned out, totally get that. And, and that's like where it's about shifts. So maybe instead of doing the whole weekend, you leave Sunday morning so that you're not getting back from Thanksgiving Sunday night, you get back Sunday afternoon. You know, maybe it's not where, um, maybe it's like where you let the phone go to voicemail, you know, and people always say, well, what if it's an emergency? They will call back, you know. I love this phone example, because I think this one does not get talked about a lot where it's like the expectation of how available and accessible you need to be. And like, I'm a highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. I have anxiety and I also have ADHD. So -hmm. it's like, I get easily overstimulated. And so like, I have to have periods of time where I don't even look at my phone. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, but I've learned to do that over time. Like it has not always been that way. And Mm -hmm. even still, there's some feelings that come up when I'm like, Oh, I just, I just don't want to respond. Right. Like, I'm just going to put my phone down. I'm not going to look at it until the morning, but even then, because I think in our culture, it's just like, well, you can get a text at any time. You should respond at any time, but it takes mental energy. It takes emotional energy sometimes to respond. Like that's okay. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have that bandwidth using that word, if you don't have that bandwidth right now, that's okay. Right. Because like, it, it goes back to that, like that bitterness and that cynicism and that resentment that we're in, like, why does everybody else get to live a good life? Why does everybody else get to be helped? Why does everybody else get to set their own boundaries? You know, why do they get that? And we don't. And especially like as women, like where we are, 
givers and, you know, and whatever roles we're in, even if they're not like the traditional roles, like it's this thing that's just like embedded in us, like as people pleasers, like that, like the dopamine from people pleasing, like y'all, that is a real thing. And that dopamine that we get, that we compulsively sort of do, we're denying other people to learn how to help and to feel the joy of helping. Mm. I love that shift of like, what opportunities are we not allowing for other people to yes. show up, to give, to support? I need, I need my mother-in-law to hear that because she is just like doing the most at church all the time. I'm like, yo, like let somebody else do that, please. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Shifting a tiny bit. Yeah. I saw, I don't know if it was a post or something, but something I wanted to open up with you was this idea of growth, sometimes ending Mm -hmm. relationships or growth, Mm -hmm. creating shifts in relationships. And I just wanted to just open that up to you. Tell me your thoughts, tell, share, share your wisdom with us on this idea. Cause I think I, I feel like this comes up so much. Um, and I think we don't talk about it enough of like, the difficult things that happen when we are growing. And you even touched earlier, you were like, it takes more effort to do something different. It takes more effort to try something new, to respond a different way, Mm -hmm. but it's so important. And so even with this piece of the impact that your growth can have on relationships, tell me more about that. I mean, I think that like, when we do talk about it, it's not done in the most compassionate way. It's kind of like, it's like with boundaries, Um, it's that whole thing of like, well, the people that get most upset about your boundaries are those that benefited from them. Yes, they did benefit from that and they need time to adjust. You know, some people aren't, it's the idea of like, people are used to you being a certain way. And so where they don't like it, it's probably because they don't understand it and they need time to recalibrate their understanding of you. And at the same time, it's also probably touching on some of their stuff too. You know, like if you, um, like, let's say you were a drinker and you hung out with other drinkers and then you stopped drinking, which was super beneficial for you. And there's some people in there that are like, cool. Like they don't, they don't care. Like they, they can vibe with you. And there's some that it's, it's touching their stuff. Like they're going to interact in a different way. Like I was a big partier in college and like, I'm still a woo girl, just far more tame. And when I see friends from college, they, they, they'll make these jokes or about me is because they know me in that way. You know, they don't know who I am now. And so if we think about people that are close to us and we're beginning this growth and these shifts and they're uncomfortable it's sometimes they are just bad people, like real talk, but for those that like, aren't, but there's a struggle in that it's because they're adjusting to you. And you're also figuring out where you fit in their lives. Like I I try to have a compassionate piece for that because there's a lot of grief that comes with it. You know, I think about, um, there's a friend of mine who, um, that like they've been single. And so whenever other friends would get out of relationships, they would hang out with them more, but then when they would get partnered up, it wouldn't be the same. And some of that is just fatal. Like we, sometimes we need things just to be more on our terms. And at the same time, 
our growth can challenge people. Some people may not want to change. Like I, I, I had a friend that literally ended our relationship because I gave her, I gave her advice instead of like just being petty. And, and I had, I acknowledged, I was like, I was probably in therapist mode, my bad, but we weren't able to reconcile that because like, I, I couldn't fully, I could not validate her, her perspective on that. And that's when I was like, this is a, it's just like, it's a, it's a values misalignment. You know, so it, there's so contextual. Some people yeah. just need to adjust. Some people need to understand you in a new way. And some people just aren't ready to go there with you. I love and, that I, yeah. I love that idea of it being more of a spectrum versus uh, if someone has a hard time with a boundary, that means that they're not for you or that they're terrible. Right. But then it's the spectrum of like, okay, over here, maybe you guys do just have very different values now, right. Mm -hmm. Very different people, or it could be, they need to adjust to what's going on. And you guys are kind of navigating how you fit together now. Right. Um, and maybe there's also some stuff now that's like you said, kind of poking at their stuff or bringing up some of their own internal stuff. So I love, I just love acknowledging that that's a spectrum and Mm -hmm. that it's much more about the situation and the person and the dynamic where you can give it that time and kind of ask yourself like, okay, right. Is this Mm -hmm. something that genuinely we feel like we can't move forward through, Mm -hmm. or is this just, we need an adjustment period. We need to have some conversations here and kind of explore this together. And like how that goes in with shame, right? So like, let's say all, everybody's like broke college student, like all the things. So like everybody's in this together and then you have something really awesome happen in your life. Like you get a job that pays you far better. Like shame is not everybody else being jealous of you. Shame is that like you are now in a different, you're in, you are different from the others, you know, it's that rec it's that recognizing of difference. It's not positive or negative. It's just like, wait, I might not be able to relate to them on this level about this thing. And that excludes me. Mm. So it's like a positive thing that happened for you. They like those in your group may not have said anything ill towards you. You know, they may have like, they've been like supporting you. They have your back, but there will be conversations that come up that, you won't be able to relate to. And that shame that you're having is just a, it's a, it's a fair read of the situation, Mm, you know, just acknowledging that there are things that you guys won't be able to connect on now. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Cause you can figure it out. But like that, like when shame is like based in that whole thing of like, do I fit in this group? You're, you're assessing for safety. And when you're in numbers, you're safe. And back in the day, like whatever made you different, like it, it, we didn't have time for nuance because we were just trying to survive. But now that we're in a world of nuance, little differences can make it still ingrained in our nervous system. Like, Oh my gosh, do I fit in here? You know? Yeah. That's so good to acknowledge too. Like where that comes from, right. That that comes from these like survival, right. Kind of more primitive parts of our brain that are like, we need to fit in. We need to have tribe. We need to have right. The community to protect us from everything else. Yes. Yeah. Tell me what you feel would be maybe some really good next steps. If someone is like, I'm noticing that I'm probably burnt out. Mm-hmm. What would be some really cool, like next steps or resources or anything that you would want to leave them with? 
I mean, the big thing to me is like actually taking a step back and evaluating all the things in your life that are like on your burnout plate. Like what's on your plate? How much space is it taking? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it a content issue? Like, is it what you're doing or is it a volume issue? You know, like kind of looking at that and seeing what is it and what can be tweaked. I always say start there. It can feel overwhelming to see everything on the pie or on the plate. I I, I interchange burnout pie versus burnout plate. But like, if you're looking at your burnout plate, seeing all that can feel overwhelming, but if you're looking at it in the sense of, I don't want to lose anything yet. So if I, how would I taper it? Mm, Because tapering might be a good way of you really seeing like how that fits into your life. Yeah. And that touches on the scaling piece, right? Like where can I just pull this back a little bit and adjust what that looks like Mm -hmm. to see how that feels or right. To them I'm readjust. a big fan of becoming dimmers. So many of us, like we mm. have such a light switch mindset of things that like, I'm either on or I'm off when it's like, there's a whole myriad of options in the middle. And I think for a lot of us, like, I think that's our biggest thing is that scaling then also helps us actually set a bar. So mm. many of us, like we, we don't even know what good enough is. We've never answered that in our present context, we're still operating on like old, old versions of good enough. Mm. So good. Yeah. I mean, and and I feel like I've called myself out like 20 times this episode. I'm like, you should probably do that today. Like, I I appreciate that you're acknowledging that. Right. Because it's like you and I can have conversations about this because it's really right. Like important. And we have a lot to say and also be dealing with this stuff on our own lives. Right. And that is totally okay. Yeah. We are not saying that we are perfect at any of this. And (laughs) at all, anytime that I've like made margin in my life, I like had the, like, and my husband called me out. He goes, Lauren, if you had one more thing, like one more project, like I'm not having it. Like you, you can't complain. And I was like, okay. And then I like, I sat down. I was like, okay, it's okay that I, it's okay that I sit today. We don't need to have a yard sale. Like we do, but we don't like, I can just sit. Yes. I mean, and that could be a whole nother episode in itself is learning to be okay with rest and right. Yes. The fact that we need those things. I need that as well. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Just let yourself rest. You don't need to do anything. That's okay. And then we need those reminders sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like when you think about like those action steps, it's evaluating, but also defining like what is good enough. Mm. And, and when in doubt, always revisit values. Like what, matters for you right now like is it health is it community is it um contribution is it for some people they value money cool like so if if money comes first go for that if family comes first go for that it doesn't free us from the consequences of putting other things further down on the on the um on the leaderboard you know like if i'm putting family first then I'm not going to be able to do, I'm not going to be able to see as many clients that that's the name of the game. And that sucks, you know, that I can't have it all. And what I do have has a purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that refocusing on like what matters most to you. And especially even in the idea of seasons in this season, what are my top priorities and then staying focused on that and giving yourself permission for that to be enough. Right. In the season where 
you're focusing more on maybe it is your family, right? Versus a season where maybe there is a season where you take on more clients and that that's okay, right? That things ebb and flow. Um, but I love that idea of just really focusing on what matters to you, not what should I be focusing on, not what should I be doing, what actually matters to me, and then allowing us to make choices that really align and reflect that. And I think that protects, that can help protect us from burnout, right? I think you mentioned that in the beginning, like the values-based choices versus the shoulds. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing, everybody, everybody has haters, like everybody, like the, like everybody loves Taylor Swift. I don't like, so if Taylor Swift can have haters, like we can too, for making like values aligned decisions, is it comfortable? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like when it was a, it was a big game changer for me over the past year, because I've had various life things happen and I actually had the space to, to do it, like to take time off to, um, like even little things like uh, if my kid is sick, like being able to like shift my day to like, to be the default parent for once, like that, that felt really cool, you know? And yeah. did I have like shame and like rumination about it? Like, oh my God, do they think I'm unprofessional? Cause I moved their session. Like it was all there, but like, it still felt, it, it felt like it fit. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said about choosing your heart. Yeah. Right? Choosing the heart of if we don't make that choice, right. But you really wanted to be there for your child that day versus choosing the heart of, okay, I move things around. I'm that default parent. And yeah, I am having all these difficult thoughts, but like you said, it felt more true for you, more aligned yeah. with what actually feels like the priority right now. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Tell, tell everyone where they can find you and connect and come hang out with you. Yes. Yeah, so at Lauren Ruth Martin on Instagram, nine to kind podcast is on wherever you're listening to this yes. probably, um, Lauren Ruth Martin.com. And if you go to my Instagram, the, the link that I have in the bio gets you to two different free resources. One is the burnout one-on-one guide that everything that we're talking about with scaling and values and all of that is in there. And then the nine to kind starter pack is all about just self-care inspo, like boring self-care inspo, not boring self-care inspo. Like what can you do? Cause sometimes we just, we forget that we forget about things that we can do for fun. And we yeah. also forget about things we need to take care of. Like I probably need to get my car oil changed. Like I'm thinking about that right now. And I'm probably going to get a Sonic drink and sit my limeade while I do it because pair the good, but not good. I love that. Yes. yes. Do you have Sonic out there? We do. Okay. Good. Yeah. We do. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks for sharing so much with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. And before you go, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and be sure to enter your email so you can be the first to hear about new episodes to get Monday morning journal prompts and to get special gifts from me. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.